0: Welcome to season three of Desert Island Events, the event industry's creative podcast in which we talk to event professionals about their dream event. I'm your host Namin Cameron and this season of the podcast is sponsored by Event Site Design. Today I have joining me on the island Lucy Werner, PR expert and best-selling author of Hype Yourself. Thank you for joining us and welcome to the show Lucy.
1: Thank you so much for having me.
0: We are so excited to have you on the show. First of all, Tell us, well, tell us a little bit about yourself because we are. I'm sure you've been to some amazing events in your career as well.
1: (laughs) So yeah, so I um I've worked in publicity since I was 21, Uh, so it's been 17 years now. So you can age me from that accordingly. (laughs) Um, and I've been sort of in house, um, and so like actually working inside the company and also in big agencies in that time before I set up my own company six years ago. Um, so yeah, I've definitely, especially when I was more big agency side where there was big brands with big budgets, there was a lot of, uh, VIP and access all area action going on. Um, so yeah, all kinds of stuff really from big music events to, um, I'm just trying to think, I've seen that kind of, you know, working with kind of circus things like Cirque du Soleil doing a lot of theatre, um and a lot of kind of celebrity launches um like red carpet events i remember we did um we, i used to work on poker stars so i've did i've done quite a few like poker events so i've seen all kinds of debacles on the top of po- poker tables <laughs> <laughs> um yeah i guess probably the biggest takeaway actually is the people the celebrities that i expected to be divas were not And the ones that I thought had no place to be divas were the worst.
0: (laughs) So they—oh my god, really? (laughs) The the people who
1: I consider to be very famous, so maybe movie stars or TV stars, fine. But the other kind of people—I mean, I guess actually they were TV stars in inverted commas. But um, yeah, really quite shocking. How the I I know
0: where you're going with this
1: yeah some of them are really quite (laughs) the egos is quite funny um yeah I definitely I think probably two of my favorite events were the first ever alcohol brand I ever worked with which was called Tawaka an Italian brandy based spirit with hints of vanilla and citrus (laughs) yeah uh it was like the first (laughs) ever alcohol client I'd ever worked on and we were sponsoring um the Raydance Film Festival and one of the guys who had a film showing was my childhood crush from tv which was a tv show called when boy meets world and he was um like the main character cory's best friend his his actor name these days is Ryder strong i'm just gonna leave that floating (laughs) um and i remember like going oh uh he didn't want to drink Tawaka, so I was like, oh, I'll get you a, a, what do you want to drink? And he was like, oh, a gin and tonic. So I was like, I'll get you a gin and tonic. And um, he was like, okay, cool, I'll meet you at the bar. I just need to go to the loo. And I was like, yeah, me too. And I remember going to the toilet and jumping up and down and being like, like, it was like, literally, <laughs> I had paid, I had scrapbooks of his, like, face, like, pulled out of a magazine. And then I was, like, buying him a drink in a bar. It was kind of quite weird. Um And also with Tawaka, they sponsored a a surf, they sponsored a festival in Cornwall. It was like a a surf and I can't remember the title of it, it was a long time ago. But I basically got to cherry pick like three journalists and their partners, and I got to take my partner. And we just basically went to a music festival, drank a lot, and had surfing lessons. And I was like, this is my job. Like, how am I being paid to do this? This is, you know, wicked. Um, So there's definitely been some like pinch me moments for sure.
0: That's incredible. Like obviously like your entire career is just one highlight reel. (laughs) Um, That's amazing. So going on to the reason why we are on the island, what would be your dream event?
1: (laughs) So as I said before we got on camera, I've actually recorded a little doodle for you. Um, So I've actually drawn (laughs) my kind of ideal festival. For my age now. (laughs) Um, So I've put different elements in it, which I thought we could talk through. Uh, But the most, uh, the primary thing for me that I was like, what I need at my, I guess in my head, it's probably a two or three day shebang, but it could be more or less, depending on how the mood takes it. Um, I had the buffet, which actually I don't know if the buffet is going to exist in a post-COVID era.
0: Well, so... Premise Desert Island. There's no restrictions. <laughs> We're like the sea where it doesn't exist. You can even put this festival on the moon if you want. Like the sky sky's not even the limit. I've basically. definitely got like
1: a desert island vibe on my on my festival. Um, so there's this, um, you can apply, well, you know, apply, you could basically book a table, but you have to book in advance for a Sunday buffet at the Ned in London. And it's like all you can eat. And yeah. it starts with seafood and then it's roast dinner. I don't want roast dinner on my island because roast dinner is not for hot weather, in my opinion. Um, but So I kind of was like, I want the seafood and the salads and the juices and the dessert element of the Ned. But then I actually want like all of my local friends who work in food and drink to be there. So my next almost next door neighbour is Anna Jones, who's We Are Food on Instagram. She's just had a recipe book out. So I think it'd be a good promo for her. Like she could kind of coordinate some. Yeah. Um, one of my friends also, like a few roads down, has proof puddings, which is like a they do like kind of buffet boxes of cakes. And then there's also um Dabadrop, drop a reaper which is like a venezuelan place which is actually in Haggerston, so it's a bit further away but they do like the best venezuelan food and zoe's garner's kitchens like round the corner i she's kind of not got the kitchen at the moment but i just yeah. feel like basically i want all these local hackney people with like all different backgrounds to bring their cuisines and educate us all about like their food and where it comes from and all of that so it's kind of like you're not just eating like you're actually kind of learning a little bit about the food and how it's made whilst you're having it so you, but basically having a big buffet at the same time
0: so this is obviously like now my favorite episode because always my favorite part is to talk about the food but we normally come to the food at the end and you've just like flipped the script so like let's go straight in with the food, food
1: at the top. food's definitely at the top for me
0: yeah perfect um what would be okay so would they all be have like as a festival would they be there like throughout the at uh, the 3 days or are you going to spotlight one for each meal how would you do it
1: i mean because i'm not an events expert like yourself <laughs> in my head it just exists all the time like whenever yeah. i hear about friends getting um uh, like when they go on holiday and it's what's it called <laughs> all inclusive um and then i'm like how is the food and they're like Arr. but in my head it's like all inclusive but the food is wicked and it's just always there. I mean, obviously, there have to be an element of yeah. it's not breakfast now, so it's closed for a bit. But, like, sometimes, like, when you go to places like France, you'll go to, like, eat lunch at 2, and they're like, no, it's, it's shut now. And you're like, what? Like, no, no, it's closed now. And then there's certain, like, days or mornings that stuff isn't open. And then, like, at the weekends, it's dead. So, like, eating really nice food in hot countries has been really ruined for me. I should say France because... My partner is French, so I spent a lot of time in the south of France because of him. Um, so, yeah, for me, it's like, yeah, just beautiful food that's available. Not quite 24-7. And obviously, I don't want these people who are providing it to be working their asses off. So the logistics I've kind of ignored. It's just in my fantasy land that the food is always there. Yeah, I actually heard somebody told me that with the Ned, they have to start prepping that buffet at 4 a.m., which sounds fairly hardcore. But you know, in my world, it's not like that. That that, that actually sounds right. (laughs) Uh, It it just
0: appears. You don't have to worry about. that. I don't want anybody
1: overworking or not getting any sleep. It's just, it's just there, (laughs) providing lots of jobs for everybody in the community, (laughs) but on my desert island. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay. And then I moved. My next bit was like the library. So I'm quite a geek about newspapers. And I love the weekend papers. So it would just be lots of really juicy supplements, lots of pens for people who want to attempt to do the Times crossword. Um, but I also really um, like finding new books. Um, and I want more people to read Murakami. He's my favourite author. He is like this sort of weird fan- kind of fantasy kind of... I don't know how you describe it, actually. But basically, God, do you know... <laughs> You're going to give me a description for me.
0: I think so. I'm just trying to think. So I've been on a massive book buying spree <laughs> that, our, that our wonderful friend Katie can tell you because she's seen how many books I've had delivered this month. Um, but I don't think, no, I don't think I got anywhere Murakami <gasps> this one.
1: It'll be next. It'll be next. Um, what did I put as Yeah. So I had like the paper reading lounge and then I put a note going, don't forget the pens for the quizzes. So... So for the event organizer, they they need to remember to bring the pens on. <laughs> I also only like these uni ball pens, which aren't great for papers. So they'd have to be like a selection of these and Byros. Um, yeah, so that's kind of just like my chill out space. And then I had um an adult fun house. So kind of like when I was a kid, I really liked Pat Shops Fun House on TV. Like you want yeah. like an adult version of that. Potentially, there's some kind of like fitness element. I do quite like a group fitness class set to music. Um, I used yeah. to love doing like Barry's Boot Camp or like One Rebel because working out to music somehow, uh, it was really hardcore. Like it was like kind of clubbing, but working out at the same time because the I, just, I like all that flashing lights, hard, loud music yeah. element. Of it really it.
0: gets you going.
1: It gets you juiced yeah so um yeah and also I just I think uh, and I don't know what this says about me some psychologists will probably be able to like dissect this later but I just really enjoy somebody shouting at me to go faster (laughs) 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 I just like I really like sometimes when I'm running I'm trying to like listen to the people at Barry's being like you could do this, runners, what did you come here for today? And I'm sort of like trying to chat to myself in my head. It's just not the same. It's not the same.
0: So I kind of need that. Like, so I sometimes have a friend on like a call with me whilst I'm trying to like do some work, a deadline, and they'll just be shouting like, you can do it. You've got this. Like, I think I understand that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's like the talking clock, but for motivation. Yeah. So I had that and then... Because I've got two little ones. I had a kids zone, ideally one that I could share with them, but mainly leave them at so I could have a bit of alone time as well. Yep. Because we've been hanging out a lot in the last six <laughs> months or <laughs> year, really. So in this section, i it's to be developed. I ran out of kind of note-taking time before we talked. But in my mind, it's very much like Bubbles, Face Paints and Double Bass Dan, who's like the best kids entertainer. Um and essentially just plays his double bass and dance. Like when you watch double bass dad dance, it makes you want to live. Adult or child, he just makes you want to live. So so I had that. Then so maybe I might save that one. No, no, I'll so, say so. Then I had um my car race track <laughs> because me and a lot of my friends all learnt to drive and then didn't drive because we lived in a city. And then had children and needed to learn to drive again. So you spend almost a decade not driving, and then you start driving with a new life in your car, which for me is quite anxiety inducing. So I kind of want to have a hypnotherapist (laughs) driving instructor that basically gets rid of your (laughs) driving anxiety. And then you do this like racetrack, so you'll basically become a badass driver. Also I grew up quite sort of heavily looked after by my older brother and then my dad and they are <clears throat> not as feminist as I would like them to be and so there is a bit of a woman driver element um which I pretty sure did contribute to me getting anxiety about driving particularly in front of them like if I have to park a car when they're around <laughs> I just start shaking like a dog going to the toilet. It's just not like it's not the one. So I just would love to have some hypnotherapy and to just literally be taught how to do like a three point turn, whatever, fast, so that the next time I see them, I could just be like, fuck you, basically. Like, I'm a better driver than you now. um So
0: is like the racetrack, are we talking like go-karting like bumper cars or are we talking like full-on like like f1 i
1: like not f1 car like regular cars but like i think there's definitely like kind of police um or army training where they like teach you how to like drive up motorways to chase criminals or whatever like that i basically want to be taught how to drive because i think a lot of the fear around driving can come when you're going fast as well i'm not actually that bothered about driving fast but Put it this way. If I had to parallel park on your time limit, limit, that's more stressful for me than if I have time to do my parallel park. Whereas I'd love to just literally just go, whoop, here's my space. Whoop, up right, in. There you go. Yeah. So basically I just want to like kind of, um, yeah, just get over that, that like ang- driving anxiety. Fit. And I feel like with a lot of my friends, it's two things. It's either slip roads. That doesn't really bother me. Or it's parking. Parking for me is like probably where I learned to drive was actually in St Albans. And it's not at that time. It wasn't a legal requirement to be able to park in that place in the country. So that served me well.
0: So I failed my driving test, I think, six times. So (laughs) every time. So the first time I got uh, too many minors and the one that pushed me over was for speeding which is great for your first driving test. And then I was taking them every two weeks and my minors kept going down, but I always got one major in something I'd never had a minor in. And at that point I realised like me driving was just cursed. And also I was learning in East London. So that was, it was just a bad idea overall. And then I stopped for two years. I had a week off work, booked in eight hours of lessons, did my test after like two years of nothing. And I passed with like two minors.
1: Amazing! I don't know how. I do. <laughs> and uh, how are you driving now?
0: Yeah, I'm actually pretty good. Like I do drive a lot. Like I drove all throughout lockdown. I haven't driven in like two months because my car's broken, and I just haven't gotten around to fixing it. And also, I have nowhere to go except for Tesco's. <laughs> so
1: <laughs> I do feel like so I've got an automatic now, and that definitely takes the edge off things. But we need yeah, I've
0: got an automatic.
1: I need to get a bigger car. And that scares me. <laughs> I've got a Golf at the moment, 2004. This gives you a level of my.
0: Okay, <laughs> yeah, I've got a 07 Corsa.
1: <laughs> I just feel like in East London, there's no point having a decent car because next door, either side, they have nice cars and it, it doesn't last long. So I'm just like, I've got my Golf. If somebody drives into it, I don't care. If I drive into someone, like, you know, it'll be fine. I've definitely accidentally like kissed a few bus mirrors as you go past. <laughs> yeah. Just a little gentle little gentle peck.
0: Yeah, just just it's fine. I am um, tend to like hit the curb with my tires sometimes when I'm parallel parking. I really shouldn't be saying that. <laughs> it's, fine. it's fine, it's fine. But lots of people don't um,
1: even attempt parallel parking. So you know. Yeah. You this can is come so true. you can come to my like hypnotherapy racetrack to become a badass driver. Yeah.
0: Yeah, no, definitely, 100%, let's do this. Big brands and major promoters trust event site design to create floor plans, site maps, and 3D visuals in technical detail and stunning design. With on-site topographical surveying and GPS markouts, you'll never be left thinking, will it fit? And combining their CAD expertise and decades of boots on the ground experience, They have created the industry's only dedicated online course teaching event professionals how to create their own amazing-looking cab plans. So if you're an organiser needing expert support visualising your event plans, or if you're looking to upskill to do it yourself, event site design can help. What kind of cars are we driving on this racetrack, though?
1: Bring your golf, bring your... That's me. Bring your Corsa.
0: Yeah, perfect. Yeah,
1: it's not like, it's not, you know, it's not um, like a kind of, for me, it's not about like owning a sports car. Although I do feel like sometimes I'd like, like when I see people with like Maseratis or Lamborghinis, it literally is, that is not an incentive to me to work. I just feel like it's a badge saying I'm a prick um for me it's just not an incentive at all I just think like yeah it's like just saying I've got so much money I'll just spend it on some metal that's immediately depreciated as soon like I just like I'm on so many levels it's just such a bad investment choice because like cars just depreciate in value or you could be renting it and I equally just think well that's a waste of money why don't you just rent it when you really need a nice car like you don't really need a Lamborghini to go to test I don't think. However, I'd quite like to have a go in one just to like have a go to see what it's like to drive. Um, But I'm not massively. Try everything quite. Exactly. Um, But I mean, at the moment, if somebody was like, do you want to drive this Lamborghini at the showroom? I'd be like, "Mm, absolutely no fucking way. Like I've got no, that's terrifying (laughs) to me. I'd, I'll just stick with my automatic golf, thank you, and I'll be absolutely fine with it. Have your
0: dad and brother in the car?
1: Oh, my God, that would be an absolute nightmare. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, okay. even, like, when I see films and I see, like, people on, like, motorbikes, I think, yeah, that doesn't, really doesn't do anything for me, but maybe I just need to get through that fear.
0: I have been on a Harley um, Driven with my dad. Driven passe- or
1: passenger, you right
0: passenger um he said he was just gonna take me up the road so this was abroad uh, in pakistan so he was like I'm just gonna go to the end of our residential road no he turned the other way went onto the main road and we were doing like hundred and eighty kilometers um and I was yeah it was a terrifying experience like afterwards it felt fun but in the moment because you're going so fast the wind is pulling your face away like I was just dribbling <laughs> um <so laughs> we were going out my mum was like just go take your daughter for a quick ride and then I had to come home I had to like redo like wash the bottom half of my face and redo my makeup
1: <laughs> it sounds um sounds um, good yeah see I just yeah I don't the, the appeal's not there for me it's not there yeah. I'm missing that gene um but there we go so that was my slightly obscure obscure one um I then had um my experiential area. So Ooh. one of the things I quite like about London is that we do get so much access to just completely bizarre experiences. Um so I've been to a few punch drunks, so I'd quite like them there doing something. I've never made it to Yumi Bum Bum Train, so I've put that I've never got a ticket, I've never been able to get a ticket. So yeah. I'd get them to come and put something on. Um, and basically anybody else in that collective that I have yet to discover, they don't have to be London-based ones. That They're just like two that I know of and have heard amazing things about. So, yeah, I quite enjoy the sort of immersive theatre stuff. I've done quite a lot of that at the Barbican. When, um, when I was younger, I got like, one of the first... Barbican memberships and I think when you're under 25 they do like a really good deal and they give you like really reduced tickets so it meant that you could get like access to stuff for like 10 quid for a show which is insane when yeah from that the court I mean I've seen some, some I definitely remember once going with my friend Dan to see um lesbian puppet show and I didn't realize that's what it was before we got there so when there was lots of sock puppets and dildos going across the stage and he elbowed me and was like I'm the only guy in the room and also I don't think it's a space for us (laughs) and I kind of looked around and um, realized that we did look slightly different to everybody else there um if like as in we basically just looked like hipster twats and um and then at the end they're like and now we're going to open it up for a QA and a to discuss the themes of the work and we just we ran we ran out of there fast because I was like I can't I can't I don't know what I don't it was a little bit like um that scene in Friends where the woman's talking about periods and she's like why do you hate me? And Chandler's left sat on his own watching this whole thing. Um, it felt, it was a little, it was like yeah. a moment like that, where it was like, that was, that was a, It, it yeah, it was a, it was a wrong purchase, <laughs> but but I have seen some like super, super fun and bizarre things where it's, um yeah, just being kind of different things, playing with like sound or light, or I remember, I definitely did one that was almost like a horror, one and you had headphones on, and you had to walk through on your own and do the whole thing by yourself, which was kind of terrifying but fun at the same time. Um, so yeah, by the same token, I quite like an immersive sort of art experience as well. Um, the Tate's really good for that. And what's the one that's further down on the South Bank? Maybe it's the, uh, the South the Bank, Lucy. Bank. <laughs> the South Bank yeah that's the one um yeah (laughs) um yeah I've seen so much like fun stuff there um and that's the sort of thing that I really love to like go and do on my own and just take in I'm not um I really love art and for a long time I felt like I was too lowbrow or too like low IQ to really get into it but as I've got older um it's something that I actually really enjoy on my own I enjoy the like silence of it um and to just sort of go into an exhibition and switch my phone off it's like that feels like really luxury time so yeah so that's my kind of experiential space and then have
0: you ever been to the globe shakespeare's globe
1: I haven't I've only ever been outside of it
0: you should go. There's, they normally do it, it's like £5 for standing tickets. Oh, is it? Um, and it was immersive as well, because you have all of the actors in the crowd come through as well.
1: I've been to like an open air one at Regent's Park once. Um, yeah. But yeah, I should go to the Globe. Maybe I'll put that on the list as yet, if it opens. <laughs> I mean, who knows? Yeah. I've we're been, not, we're talking about time. post-Covid, it's fine. It'll all be fine. <laughs> um, and then I have my music... Uh, area so um, yeah (laughs) so I actually had um, a kind of uh, for like the afternoon slot it would be like a kind of warm up um, orchestral soundtrack of film scores or I might take like something like you know um, like one of those brass band ones so I started to kind of write like the old school films that I'd quite like to listen to I quite enjoy um, Top Gun and Beverly Hills Cop as a soundtrack so, yeah. basically, kind of early, ni- uh, no, not early 90s, Lucy, you were born in the 80s. <laughs> kind of the 80s soundtracks, <laughs> I think, are wicked. So, um, yeah, E.T., there's a lot of Jurassic Park in my household at the moment as well. So, that's quite enjoyable. Yes. Just to kind of, so you basically, when you're hanging out in the library area, you could hear a little bit of the kind of warm-up film orchestral stuff going on and then I kind of split my stages out into what I've called the dad stage my brother's stage and my stage <laughs> I feel like Adrienne would probably just want to be DJing on his own in a stage somewhere Adrian's my partner so he would yeah. just be off doing his own my brother's stage would be quite um, quite the transition so it'd maybe start off with something like Bon Jovi and Guns N' Roses and then switch to EDM but that's you know that's his vibe okay for my for my dad it would have to be yeah my dad's stage would have to be not too loud and not too many people because it would really stress him out um but actually quite sadly like so when (laughs) my dad was 60 I took him to see the police and he was literally like I've never it was actually called the hard rock festival um which is otherwise known as the dad rock festival um and but yeah my dad has um they've never really been able to kind of get to the bottom of it but he basically has uh what do you call it he has like memory wipes which they think are to do with small epileptic seizures so it's not Alzheimer's it's not dementia there's no permanent brain damage but essentially when he gets too stressed out from life say so let's say like he can't Remember the password to his HSBC bank account and then Vodafone charge him twice and something else happens. It's so normally with big corporates where he can't just phone and fix it. It's, he'll get kind of really stressed out and then he'll have like a memory and then he'll be like, to combat it, he'll work really hard. And then he gets these like memory wipes. So when he's in a better place, you can kind of say to him, you need to, you know, you are older now. You are, you need to rest. You need to not work so hard. He's like, yeah, 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 yeah. But then he has a wipe. So he's forgotten you've had that conversation. So then it happens again. So he cannot remember me taking him to see the police. So I really want to take him and oh. somehow just put it back into his mind so that he can remember yeah. that. Um, because at the time, he literally, it was like watching a teenage fan. He was there. He had his phone up the whole time. Like, rec- like he almost couldn't even enjoy it because he was so busy, like recording it on his phone. Before phones were even really any good at recording. And like my dad turned up with a lunchbox of marinated chicken that he'd marinated for 24 hours because he didn't realise you'd be able to buy food at a festival. Now, bless him, in actuality, it was probably better and easier than trying to queue up for festival food. But I just thought only my dad turns up to a festival early to meet me with twenty-four marinated chicken drumsticks <laughs> in a lunchbox, present. <laughs> um, and we also that it was supposed it was really sweet. We were also supposed to go and see Paul Simon, but he never he didn't make it that day. So, but mm-hmm. when I saw Paul Simon, I was like, Graceland was like the album of my childhood. It was always in the car, yeah. um, and even now I just feel like. Yeah, it's just that's music of my childhood. So Paul Simon, The Police, Crowded House, Van Morrison. That was kind of the household. Where There was a little bit of Marvin Gaye and a little bit of um, like lots of love ballads and acoustic rock growing up. So that's kind of my dad's stage. And then my stage... Uh, so when I, I was really into music when I was young, not that I'm not now, I just think I don't feel cool now somehow. I definitely thought I was cool when I was younger, but in a very secretive sort of way. Um, so I actually wrote my dissertation Mm -hmm. on, um, black music infiltrating British society. And I, uh, at the time, I was specialising on Miss Dynamite and the marketing like of her and how she was brought out at the time. It wasn't so much that I loved her music, it was just it was more about the record industry and how they were like producing her because actually she was a really wicked MC and they kind of packaged her as a pop artist. So that really like interested me. Um but I really like old school hip hop. I really like um native tongues so that's like a tribe called quest and soul jungle brothers moaning love and later on like common um yeah so like just really chilled early i mean i quite like the the alternative set as well like i'm not adverse to a bit of like nwa but um i just like that easy relaxed yeah. um like early hip-hop vibes um so yeah i saw a tribe called quest um before before uh well before you couldn't anymore when there were still four of them alive um and it was literally like, I like i I've literally listened to like a tribal quest since I was sort of seventeen eighteen and never thought I'd ever get to see them on a stage so that for me was like wicked unfortunately, I was in a weird period of time in my life where I was di- dating a city guy and thought that was gonna <laughs> I thought I was going to work out well which was good because that got me the ticket to see them but I honestly don't think he'd ever heard of a tribal quest other than can I kick it because that was their radio hit um so yeah. when you go and see like someone you love and the person next to you is not that bothered about it it's like you're kind of like I'd rather be on my own can you go away with your like negative penetrative vibes so um and you almost like when everybody else around you is kind of like singing along, you're like, "I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna, bye bye." Yeah, you get a drink. It's fine. <laughs> I'm just gonna join these people. <laughs> so, <laughs> lots of people who are into that type of music are only are allowed there. Only no bad vibes. In fact, there's no bad vibes at my festival at all. Um, and then my final bit. Mm-hmm. My final bit on the bottom was there'd be like a little water area so you could do a bit of surfing because so I want to go back to my Tawaka days. And then I had a hangover tent. We're going to try and yeah. not get hangover, but there'd be duvets. There'd be a rolling thing of Shits Creek, 30 Rock, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt and Friends. And and I'd quite like some film wow. versions of, Har- um, of the Marikurumi books as well. So it'd be just a nice, cosy little have cuddles have like you know the buffet be nearby so you can just get some health food and just watch nice feel-good tv
0: yeah like I like to call it like time out because sometimes I feel like I need a time out so I just go to bed and watch some tv like that's like my time out from from everything in the hustle and bustle I love that
1: I feel like um Schitt's Creek 30 Rock as well I'm a huge huge fan of Liz Lemon <laughs> Like her character is just makes me like laugh so much. Um, I feel like although she's it's obviously like based on Tina Fey's job working in TV, um, it this, it reminds me a lot of kind of like especially the kind of like drunken phoning a guy up in desperation whilst on the treadmill like because he's broken up with you or like taking up knitting for two months like I definitely had traits of that in my 20s so I kind of resonate with some of the desperation of my character (laughs) so yeah so that's it oh that's and then I'll I'll send a photo for your show notes but this is this is it in doodle form
0: that's amazing I'm in love with this so much
1: for the record I am not an
0: artist
1: (laughs) I am not an artist at all (laughs) (laughs) that's why I have Adrian he brings my creative vision to life
0: that's amazing so where um would this be taking place do you have an island on mind or are we just making an island up
1: well because I'd obviously hire you to be my event superstar you would be assisting with choosing this for me but I mean probably like I don't want it somewhere too far and like crazy I mean in an ideal world we'd just drive and it would be there um yeah but you know maybe just like a cheeky little island on the south of france in a summertime, where not too hot though don't want, we don't want to be like sweating mm. don't want to be getting sweaty up a lip no that's the barometer won't
0: be able to wear any makeup then. yeah exactly
1: exactly <laughs> if it's like i can't i don't like that kind of new york abrasive summer heat where you step outside and you instantly sweat yeah no humidity like
0: dubai as well
1: never been to Dubai but it's like I don't want that um like that moniker from I'll actually send you a photo as well of my like moniker from friend's hair where like in the heat it just turns more triangular
0: oh mine does the same so like you can't really see but I went out in the rain yesterday so like this is all mm. like and then I tried to brush it out and then this, this is why happens. I've got the
1: platin today I had the <laughs> rain hair from yesterday too. I was just like try and tame it like, I kind of get this weird sort of frizz. I was like, I'll just wear the the headphones and that will hopefully hold the frizz in. I actually did have a headband on, but I couldn't wear the headband and the headphones.
0: Got one as yeah, well. Yeah,
1: see? It's all good for the, for the frizz. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so what would... Well, first of all, how many people is this festival going to fit? And then talk me through, like, your ideal day. At the festival,
1: I don't want too many people, but mm-hmm. equally you need vibe. So <laughs> <laughs> it's a tough one. Maybe we'd let some people who can only come to the music section. So we can bulk out the music section a bit, and then maybe like the kind of the adult funhouse, hangover, and buffet section is quite reduced. Um, yeah, probably like fifty to a hundred max. And ideally, uh, just I I don't know. Like sometimes I don't want loads of my friends there because I find I've got this really weird um thing where when there's too many people I know in one space I can't concentrate. Like if I'm having a conversation with you and there's twenty people I know to the side of me, I I'm like, are they waiting to talk to me? Should I be in that conversation? Like it's this weird um yeah I don't know it's something that really like stresses me out so when it's like my book launch when it was my book launch I um I just kept going outside because I couldn't handle the fact that everybody was there to see me it was just too much pressure and because some people like wanted their book signed and some people I hadn't seen for years there were so many like levels of conversation so weirdly I'd probably be like almost more strangers and people that I want to meet rather than all the people I know and love because it it, I find it too much we'd have to ship them in on different days so I can have a little amount each time (laughs) does that sound really weird yeah that's
0: fine I mean (laughs) it's your guest list so you can fit them wherever you want yeah and you invite who you want
1: um Yeah, and also, like, some people I feel like would only be interested in certain elements, so I'd just be like, you know, we'd just sort out some kind of uh, allocation system where people could come in for different slots. And then for me, oh, mate, the ideal day, the ideal day would be to actually wake up on my own rather than because of Adrienne or the children. Um, Like, I would just like to wake up on my own. (laughs) Like... Just for myself. Oh, yeah, I forgot. I actually had, like, luxury tree houses with a hot tub and an ice bath. It's not I particularly want to do an ice bath. I just feel like it's really on trend at the moment. So, um, yeah. um, Yeah, I guess just sort of, like, wake up in the the tree house, go to the buffet, then maybe do a bit of sort of library paper reading, have a bit of the hypnotherapy in the driving area. (laughs) <laughs> yeah then maybe do some water maybe I like a lunchtime nap as well so definitely back to the buffet and then some kind of nap time then maybe a bit of the, yeah. the adult version of the front house before moving into the music area <laughs> it's got to be like the music in the afternoon evening
0: yeah yeah no that sounds good.
1: otherwise and then it will just I'll go I'll peak way too soon in the day
0: and then we'll need like another nap yeah. and then yeah, yeah. to go back out <laughs> oh that sounds amazing um trying to think if i have any other questions for you <laughs> um what would be your favorite meal or would you not be able to decide
1: yeah that's that's have, <laughs> this is why we're
0: doing a buffet yeah
1: yeah exactly i like <laughs> like a bit of everything. um yeah, it'd be too hard. But I always do feel like I'm really decadent when I'm having some oysters. Like, I feel like, wow, I've made it. <laughs> I don't
0: know. I love driving down to um, Whitstable in Kent and where they have their oysters. They're so good.
1: It just feels like whenever I do it, I'm like, wow, I'm so fancy and bougie. <laughs> Whereas actually you can yeah. get them from your local fishmongers. It's not that much. But when I was growing up, it just felt like, I don't know that was the peak of sophistication or something
0: oh good question um what would be the drink what are we drinking and do you have any like brands you want to like bring on board or bars are there any like bars you just like pop onto this island for
1: gosh you know like I've worked so much in food and drink that it gets quite hard because I don't want to be too um (laughs) <laughs> so it's like trying to pick a favorite child um yeah i do really like a well-mixed cocktail um the problem for me is they're not very efficient in the festival environment because it takes so long to make a decent cocktail um so yeah i think it would just be a. would uh, have to work on that i definitely would have to refine that but in terms of sort of favorite drinks I just think, it's, do you know what? It's a really hard one. I feel like that's the sort of thing that the PR in me wants to go away and actually refine my answer because it's just, <laughs> <laughs> there's just too many options. But, yeah, it's too difficult. It's too much choice. That's fine. It's like when people go, what's your favourite song? Maybe that'll have to be And you're like, ones. I don't have a favourite song. I have loads of favourite songs. I can't pick one. Don't make me pick between my children. Yeah. Um. But yeah, exactly. Probably that's in fine. our house, like we have a lot of um, rosé in the summer, a lot of gin and tonics, a lot of prosecco, because that's what we get from the corner shop. We're not fancy and getting champagne. And we also, <laughs> I love a good cup of tea. Like I love a good cup of tea. Underrated, a well-made cup of tea.
0: Yeah, you can have like an entire tea bar. Just pick pick and mix your favourite teas. Exactly. Wow, thank you so much, Lucy. This has been an amazing episode. I'm so excited for this event because obviously, like all of these events have to have to be done. (laughs) uh, It'd be brilliant, (laughs) wouldn't it? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. We'll just have to find an island we can drive to from London. That'll be fine. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah,
1: yeah, no problems.
0: Um, and then, uh, if people want to reach out to you or find out more about what you do, what's the best place to find you? Uh,
1: so I guess at the moment I'm still probably pr- most active on Instagram and because I'm quite chatty, as you're going to have heard in this episode, um, I'm as Wern Chat, which is like my, my surname. Um, but I'm on like all the other social media channels, you can, like just, you know, do a Lucy Wern search or, um, yeah, come to the com. And um, check out what we're, I'm always sort of trying to re-update the website of what we're up to, but um, yeah.
0: Amazing. Thank you so, so much. It has been a pleasure having you on the show. <laughs> Thank
1: you for inviting me, And That's the best bit about Clubhouse. It's like how this wouldn't have happened <laughs> without Clubhouse.
0: Yeah, in just one of my random rooms I've put on with some friends and yeah, finding you, it's been amazing. Thank you to all of our listeners for listening in this week. Thank you to our sponsor, Event Site Design. You can find out more about them and the offers they have for you at eventsitedesign.co.uk forward slash podcast. Don't forget you can find out more about us on our website, desertislandevents.com, and find us on all the social media. Once again, thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you again
1: next week.